today it's uh, quite an interesting subject. Uh, we are going to talk about law, but we're going to talk about uh, how to think like a lawyer and how to write like a lawyer. It's something that people always ask us. So this is uh, Conversation Justice, and you're listening to Vinay Tanner and Jakob Kotan. Yes, sir. I'd like to have an argument, please. Sir, <laughs> have you been here before? No, this is my first time. I see. Do you want to have a full argument, or were you thinking of taking a course? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. Sorry, I'm going to jump in there. And I uh, recently watched this, um, it, yeah, it was a video on a TED Talk explanation as to who actually a lawyer is. So to understand what we do and how we think, I think it's helpful to understand who a lawyer is and what a lawyer does. The simple explanation, and I, I take no credit for, uh, for that being mine, a lawyer is somebody who starts by quite a detailed studies of rules. That's the, that's the first and fundamental and the most important task. And only then, once somebody knows the rules, the lawyer knows the rules, they can then ask a client what their problem is and try to work out how to get from the starting position to the end goal, so the ideal position of the client, navigating through the rule. So when, um, when you have the famous QCs, the barristers who have reached their uh, higher calling, um, so they are then described as those who are learned in the law. And the word learned is really, I think, quite important to, to tease out. Uh, and, and I think we learn two things. One, as Jacob says, the law. Uh, and the second uh, is uh, to apply the law. And in between that, uh, we've got to find the law. It's, it's, it's all very well. It's like the internet. It is, it is, uh, full of legal articles and legal knowledge, but, uh, but lawyers know where to find it and then be able to apply it. So in one sense, the learned bit is what you're paying for ultimately. And when people say, why do you charge so much? That is part of the cost and the experience that we have of being learned in the law. Sometimes it almost feels like people think that we are here to have arguments with others. <laughs> And it's actually the opposite. We, I'd like to think that even our clients would like us to work out how to get the result they want without having a massive argument or reducing any potential arguments. That's why we look at, look at uh, things uh, like mitigating risks and, um, again, navigating through the rules. And... So I think that was the other element, how to think like a lawyer, is to be critical, because there's always going to be various explanations to things. If somebody presents a story to us, I think we take it and try to think about the various elements of it, and could they be, how they could be interpreted, could they be used in the client's favour, or could they be used in against them? And that's how we start navigating through the rules. So we have this, uh, this unsaid uh, sort of joke that uh, happens in litigation where people come to us with their Tesco's bag full of documents and they plonk them down onto the table <laughs> and they say, go and deal with it. And, and we, the lawyers, uh, are then subjected to enormous amounts of sorting out, collation of these files and these 
uh, documents which are all, all over the place. We disseminate them uh, and we bring to the client our conclusion and a legal opinion. And that's what we do. We What we have is the discipline to be able to uh, have this vast, so this ability to have this vast uh, uh, amount of documents that we can disseminate, work out what's important, tease out the issues and give an opinion. And that's actually what we do. And that discipline of that process is learnt over very, very many years. You, you mentioned the Tesco's bag. I'm a private client solicitor. I normally get an IKEA bag full of documents, <laughs> dating 1983 normally. No, but that's just joking about it. I think we are expected to understand various documents, be able to fill out forms and navigate through stuff we may have not seen before, just to work out, okay, well, this is what we need to do with this bit. Do I need, do I understand what this particular document says, or do I go somewhere, some, someone who understands it and ask them to explain what it does in a particular set of circumstances? We're always asked to, you know, we, we always are, are expected to know the rules, know the law. And in one sense, people come to us because uh, they want to get through problem and issue or result by using the rules which we have. And, and that's what we do. We actually use the existing rules to be able to get you a result, whether it's court proceedings, whether it's a transaction in property, uh, whether it's to get some money from someone, all of that is using the rules, the existing rules, and being able to do this efficiently. And I suppose the most important thing about, about understanding processes, procedures, and systems is to be able to say, well, I know how to get this result quickly, efficiently, and effectively for you and get that result. And that's actually, in one sense, the part of the learned in the law process. I'm just looking at what we've written down. We also said we had to write like a lawyer. So I, I sorry, I'm just, I may be jumping to a different uh, thing, but writing like a lawyer is effectively, if you, if you get a letter from a solicitor, then it should probably look emotionless. It should just set out the situation. And that would be the absolute basis of it. There should be no adjectives in it. When we see letters from lawyers full of adjectives, the most uh, favoured one would be, I am disappointed. It's a personal feeling. It's got nothing to do with law. A, a letter should be structured as a, effectively a, what's a Greek tragedy story. You set out the background to the story, then you give the drama bit in the middle, and then you provide a solution in the end. And that's probably how every story has been written and how every letter should be written. There was a, a recent example, um, so I was listening to Question Time recently with all this going on with Boris Johnson's uh, woes and the, the parties in uh, in Downing Street. And um, in, in, the, in Question Time, uh, Keir Starmer said, accused um, the Prime Minister of having his uh, responses to the accusations uh, written by lawyer. So obviously that tells you a lot about what he felt that the response was. It, clearly it must have been a response which was uh, not emotional, 
uh, it was written in probably a very shorthand, proceed to the point, pithy way, uh, and also avoided probably the issues uh, that he wanted uh, the Prime Minister to deal with. So in one sense, we have a reputation of writing in that very clinical way to say very little in this case. Uh, but of course, our real strength is to put forward uh, a cogent, compelling case uh, in, in written form. And I give this one example that when you see correspondence from non-lawyers, uh, you can smell this a mile away. Even if someone is trying to hide uh, perhaps their language by using, as they say, longer words or perhaps legal part, legal legalese, we can tell it's written by a non-lawyer. Why? And the answer is very, very simple. We don't use long words for the sake of using long words. We, we as, uh, as Jacob says, we, we get to the point uh, and we are there to uh, give the facts uh, and to give the legal position. We do not entertain, we do not get distracted by emotion, we do not deal with ancillary issues, we don't talk about feelings. All of those things are, are, are taken out and that's why you have a very clinical uh, and robust uh, letter. Um, yeah, the emotional bit is an interesting one. I think the, 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 to sort of sum up the topic that we've been talking about, how to think like a lawyer. I think the first point should be to see, okay, well, this is my position, which I'm in right now. And what, where do I need to get to? What is the aim of the whole exercise? What is the aim of writing a letter to somebody or making a complaint? What do I get out of it? And if, and then at that stage, if I can evaluate that I am going to put uh, quite a bit of effort into this whole exercise with a very little foreseeable result, then probably the advice would be don't do it. Just spend your time on something more useful. And if then the result is more important, then put in the practical steps, taking away all the emotions and whether somebody is upset about something that's happened to them or not, that's irrelevant. The, the approach would be, okay, I need, this is the result I want. I, I'm making a complaint. Emotions are, I suppose, important in, in some situations, but not when we're dealing with a legal issue. Legal issue is just setting it as it is and provide a solution to the other side. So if you're complaining to somebody, tell them what you want them to do. And that helps them to understand where you want to get to. So I think that's also a, a, a useful tool. If you want somebody to do something, tell them exactly what you want them to do. Most people, I'm sorry to say, don't read documents. They, uh, they don't read generally uh, terms and conditions. They won't read uh, any of the small print. And that's actually in one sense what we are paid to do. We, we deal with the small print. And from that, we are able to interpret and advise on any of the issues which you probably don't want to or can't deal with. And letters are, tool, are, are tools in trade, and they are the effectively something that we would use to be able to, uh, in, in the sort of surgeon's an, a, analogy, uh, use the, as, as a scalpel to uh, carve out and either get rid of the cancerous uh, tumour or 
uh, to make the patient better. And that's our tool in trade. In fact, there was a lovely poster uh, behind my uh, previous principal. And he, had, he said, uh, my words are my stock in trade. And that really is what we do for a living. We are wordsmiths. <laughs> and I think on that medical wisdom, we could end today's podcast. Uh, I have been Jakob Gotan. I'm Vinay Tanner. Thank you. Mm-hmm.